We are Americans and podcasters. If you've seen the movie Us, you probably know what I'm referencing. And I imagine if I talk like that the entire podcast, this episode would probably average about six seconds per listening, which would actually be an improvement now that I think about it. God, I love podcasting. But yeah, that's easily the probably the most ridiculous voice I've ever heard in cinema. It was terrible. It was just flat out terrible. Just like this show. Let's start it. No matter what time it is, I hope you're having a good one. So sit on down and stick around and listen to the sweet sounds of almost first. First, first, almost first. No need for a verse because it's almost first. Mic check, one, two, almost first. That's right, that's right, almost first. Brought to you by CDK Productions. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. No matter what time it is, I hope you're having a good one. I am your host, Chaz Kipler, and joining me today is Gervais Staley. Um, You may know him as the future director of Rip the Ripper. Blue River Ripper. Blue Blue River Ripper. I I had to close. Blue River Ripper. It's a tongue twister. How's that coming along? Uh, Right now, we're in pre-production. We're trying to get all our cast members together. Um, Once we do that, we'll be good to go. Get my contract together yet, man? What's going on? Working on, working on, working on it. I mean, I know you said you wanted to work for um, actual. What was it? Chocolate candy or something? You said. Uh, actually, you can pay me in alcohol, but mostly money. Just mostly money. Well, why do that when you? I mean, you had the alcohol. You're gonna pay, spend it on alcohol. Somebody will just um, just take out the middle, the middle man. Tell you what, I'll just work for free. I'll just write it off my taxes. Even I don't better. mind doing charity. Even better. Let's get into some news, as always. What's that guy's name? Remy Malek is, uh, he's officially signed on to be in the newest Bond movie, Bond 25. I think this is a perfect casting because the dude just naturally looks like a creep. I've <laughs> watched him on Mr. Robot. Uh, I haven't watched it since, I haven't watched season two. I kind of got bored with the character because Mr. Robot is, he's born. He's born as character. So I stopped watching like- it. But uh, the guy can really play creepy. What do you think? Do you like the casting? You think he's going to be a, a great Bond villain? You think he's going to give Daniel Craig a run for his money? Yeah, I mean, he does look very, very creepy. Like, he does look like the type that, you know, like, start. Like, he, he looks like he'd be very, he can put Bond through a lot of issues, a lot of problems, smart. So, and like you said, he has that dastardly type look. He can act, I mean, clearly. But Yeah, he just won an Oscar for that uh, Bohemian Rhapsody movie he was just in. Yeah, I didn't see it, but I mean, I saw from the clips I saw, I was like, damn, he really does look yeah, I'm not, Freddie Mercury. not really a fan of rock, so I didn't see it either. So. I didn't that, but. I'm sure he did good in it, though. Yeah. I mean, I'm, it'd be interesting. I mean, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fan of the Bond movie, the Daniel Craig Bond movies. Well, not all of them, because that second one was not that good. But the first one was great, Casino Royale. Then the last the last one was pretty good. So the, I, yeah. wasn't, I wasn't too thrilled about the last one. I didn't like it as much. I thought, uh, what was the last one? Skyfall was the best Daniel Craig Bond movie in my mind. You didn't like Casino Royale? Casino Royale was good, but it was it had some boring spots in between. Like The actual gambling part of the movie was probably the boringest part for me. <laughs> I know you like gambling, so Casino Royale was probably your favorite because you're a gambling addict. 
No, I wouldn't call myself. You're a recovering gambling addict. Like this man is deeply in debt. You guys don't know this, but his bookie showed up before we started recording, and both his fingers are broken. But he's powering through it because he said he was going to come do the podcast with me, and I appreciate that, thank sir. You, thank you. I, appreciate I, I, that. I try. I try. We got to get your bookie on the podcast. He seems like a great guy when he's not breaking bones. And when your name, your nickname is Shark. I mean, he just has to go with that. His name is Shark. They call him Shark. I don't know what his real name is, but I, you know. I thought, at first I thought you said his name was Mick Shark. Like, it sounds like shark, a terrible sandwich. The Mick Shark sandwich. <laughs> I would not eat it. I mean. Have you tried the vegan burger from Burger King yet? I have. Really? Yeah. It's actually pretty good. I'm eating a lot of more vegan stuff lately. I feel like it's just weird to have a vegan burger at a place <laughs> called Burger King. But I guess it's a burger technically, right? I mean, I heard McDonald's had spaghetti in the Philippines, so. The mixed spaghetti. I don't know what it's actually what it's called, but I know they sell spaghetti over there. So that's kind of weird. Yeah, when you when you get spaghetti, you think Italian restaurant. Yeah. But then again, we don't have any Italian fast food restaurants. I think we need to hop on that. We could be two black guys with an Italian restaurant running things. Yeah. I mean, look at the movie theater. It's kind of weird when you go to movie theater and you have popcorn shrimp. I understand the popcorn part. But when you're selling seafood out of movie theater, I, I just don't trust it as much. <laughs> that sounds like a bad idea because, for one, you don't want the whole movie theater, theater to smell like tilapia, which is like the stinkiest fish known to man. Well, I heard it's junk fish, so. <laughs> <laughs> tilapia is not that bad, but uh, it stinks. Mm-hmm. It smells like ass. I think all seafood stinks for real. What are the rings? Did you watch it growing up? Back in the day, I, I think I saw the first one. That movie was so damn long. All of them are, are like a three-hour epic. I swear, I think it's like four hours, five hours. It just seems that way. It's mostly them just walking and shit, and someone following. So yeah, that, it, it's like big... you're running a damn marathon, just walking, walking, walking all the <laughs> damn time. Yeah, uh, I used to have marathons of Lord of the Rings because we had the DVD set, <laughs> and like I would use the weekend to watch all three films, and it, yeah, it takes about two days to get through all of them because you're not gonna sit for nine hours and watch a film. You should. But I would do two, and then just watch the third one like on a Sunday or something like that. Hmm. But I bring it up because Lord of the Rings is uh they're developing a a video game with Gollum, and. I don't know how this is going to work out. You remember Gollum is a ugly little troll looking thing <laughs> that runs around trying to get the ring saying, my precious. That was very creepy. But the reason why I think this is news is because Lord of the Rings is still pumping out content. They got a TV series in the works being developed by Amazon Prime. They're mm. making a video game. But my question is, how long are we going to continue to care about Lord of the Rings? How long is this cash cow going to continue to be a thing? So it's no longer a cash cow. That's pretty much it. I mean, do, you, do you have an interest in Lord of the Rings? At, or No, clearly because I didn't see the second or the third one. And normally when I watch a series, I try to finish the whole thing out, but it's just too, it's just too long damn you. long. Like I said, if I want to see it, I just go to one of those marathons and just walk. Well, if that's the case, you're probably not going to watch the series on Amazon either, are you? Because it's going to be, what, one hour per episode? And you're watching, what, 12 episodes a season? I don't know if I can handle 12 hours somebody just walking. <laughs> it's great exercise. <laughs> it is great exercise. Why do I keep I moving my camera? All right, so we all know that Endgame came out. Oh, yes. It was a great movie. 
But we're not going to talk about that because I don't have it on my topics. <laughs> we'll save that for the next episode. Gotcha. Uh, there are going to be no more Marvel movies until May of 2020. Marvel will not be making any more films. So after um, Spider-Man Far From Home comes out in July of 2019, we're going to have like a 10-month stretch where there's no Marvel movies. My question is... Do you think this is a good thing? Do you feel like we need a break from all these Marvel movies that's been like getting pumped out? See, is this a good move by Marvel? Here's the thing. It would have been a good move by Marvel to do that if you had kept the series running on Netflix. But you didn't. So now you're just basically just shutting down. Um, well, don't forget they have Disney Plus streaming service and they're making Marvel shows. So they're still going to have content. But that's not coming out until November. So, and I can wait for that. But the, the thing is, it now I have to go out and purchase the Disney app, which I'm going to do. It's six ninety nine, by the way, and that's that's a good price. But that's here's the same thing. price as Hulu with the commercials. Yeah. So, but here's the problem: if it's not, I'm used to the content that was on Netflix. I want to see that. Like, if you could have kept Netflix, Daredevil, and them running, rest in peace, Daredevil. You'd have kept that running. Yeah, I you know I can I can I can I can go for that, but no Marvel period, and then you coming out with this sh- these shows on characters I really don't give a crap about. I I told you I don't give a shit about Hawkeye. Hawkeye is a cool. Hawkeye's getting his own series too. I mean, it could be great. I just is Jeremy Renner's gonna play. Yeah, I mean Disney has the money. They're playing all these guys to require their roles. Tom Hiddleston, uh, the guy who plays Sam Wilson, Anthony Mackie. Uh, Sebastian Stan, Winter Soldier, they're all going to reprise their roles in a limited series. So it's probably going to be like eight episodes, six to eight episodes for these series. Mm-hmm. But again, if you don't make it, because people are used to that raw, that raw, gritty, that just straight, like like Punisher. You, you just can't make Punisher TV. So friendly. basically, you need some gratuitous violence where someone is being brutally murdered. Is that is that what you need? Or do you need curse words? Or just mature, dark, okay. dark tone? type of themes you need dark tone type of things and here's the because all of them had it and that's what people want now no one wants the happy go lucky save a cat out of the tree type of hero anymore everyone wants that dark hero they want an anti-hero like, like i said you, you just can't make daredevil make that pg-13 that's no way in hell so like a jessica jones who kind of suffered through depression and ptsd and alcoholism mm-hmm. you need dark tones like that where the characters are actually like going through some stuff yeah while kicking it. ass. There you go. That's I mean, fair. but here's the thing. I, I'm, I'm going to give it a shot because they haven't really disappointed me yet. So hopefully Disney Disney knows what they're doing. So they're going to they're gonna make it work. But it's just, it's, it's just kind of a shock, you know. I think Disney uh, taking a break from pumping out Marvel movies is good because mm-hmm. after Endgame, it seems like the series finale of what they were working towards 10 anyway. years ago, which is incredible, 20-plus movies later. Mm-hmm. And I'll be honest, I was getting kind of bored with the formulaic movies that was coming out in between Avengers. Like, mm-hmm. Ant-Man, it just I like felt... like Ant-Man, though. Ant-Man was good, but, like, there was no stakes, and it just felt like your typical superhero movie. It, it tackled the same beats. You had your action. You had your funny moments. I but there was you, nothing special about it. I give you credit. I, I, I agree with you on that. It, it's It's kind of like... You made the same thing over and over until, I mean, how long do we keep making superhero movies before you, I don't know, it's just something, you got to throw something different at it. Ant-Man was kind of different for me because it was like comedy and basically a thief movie. 
So I could, I could, I could give it credit. I don't know if I want to sit through an Ant Man series. I don't know if I could do. I, I mean, I could. I probably could. It depends on how entertaining you made it. Because whoever think Daredevil would have took would have been as great as it was. Like that was a very, very great show. I know I keep dropping on Daredevil, but I'm I'm, a, I'm still a little pissed. Daredevil, no Luke Cage. You can't leave Luke Cage on that type of cliffhanger. Wow, and not you come sound back. like the bitter boyfriend in his breakup that hey. just will not let it go. Like, let me explain something to you. If you don't feel something for those shows being canceled, you just have no soul. I'm sorry. I mean, I did, but now I'm I'm just <laughs> over it. Like, it's just a TV show at the end of the day. Yeah, but it's just it was great television. It was some yes. of the greatest television I've ever seen in my life. Thank you. But at the end you're of the gonna, day, you're just gonna walk away from it. You're just gonna just throw it away like it meant nothing to you. I think it's gonna come back. I think after the cool down period when their contractually their contractual obligation is over with Netflix, I think they might bring back Daredevil as is and put it on Hulu. And Probably they'll still so. have that gritty, gritty stuff that you wanted in those dark tones. But do you really want Hulu to be making these shows? I mean Hulu I'm pretty sure the same people that were on the show are gonna like be involved in the creative same writers, process. Though, if they if they are fine. If not, no. Because if that's the case, they'll just reboot it. And I wouldn't be surprised if that happened, too. Or maybe yeah. we see Daredevil in the movies. We don't know. Yeah. It would have been kind of funny to see Daredevil fighting in, in the Infinity Wars. That would have been funny. I don't know. I don't know where Marvel is going from this. Um, May 2020 is the next movie that's coming out. But we don't know what that movie is. It's been a, a, a secret by Marvel Studios. What do you want to see and what do you think it's going to be? What do you, what? I'm thinking character? more of Captain Marvel. I don't know if she'll be the first one off the bat. Um, shit, that's going to be a tough one because I, I just don't know. But where do you go from it? Because you pretty much, whatever popular villains are in the works, I mean, could you somehow bring Thanos back? Could you, you know, oh, I shouldn't have said that, but Here's the thing. It's like, where, where you go from here? Like, what happens next? Um, Do you there, focus on Galactus? It's been, it's been confirmed that Black Widow is getting her own movie, but we all know from it. Well, I'm not going to spoil it, but uh, it could be a Black Widow movie. It could be a Black movie, Black Widow movie that comes out, and it, it's probably going to delve into her past and how she talks about she has red in the ledger. And also, in previous films, Hawkeye and Black Widow always talk about the Budapest mission. We don't know what happened in Budapest. So that could be a movie in itself. But again, do we really give a damn? You just do not like people who shoot arrows, do you? It's not that. It's just shit. I, I mean, he's fucking Robin Hood. <laughs> That's what he's just Robin without the green. <laughs> I mean, I guess I, I'm not going to rip on him because it could be a good thing. Yeah. But and Black Widow is, is cool, but it's just... You wouldn't... That wouldn't be your first choice to have as a Marvel Marvel's first movie since Endgame. No, um, I don't know where you would go. Like, like I said, like Guardians of the Galaxy would be that, or something. That's um, also my oh, uh, Black Panther. I would love to see a new a new Black Panther come out. I think if it's not Black Widow, maybe we get a volume three of Guardians. Yeah, Thor is. Okay. Thor's getting better. I, I'm, Thor's I'm about getting to get better. to it. I'm about to get the end game spoilers that I want to, but uh, Volume Three Guardians could be the next movie in May 2020, or Doctor Strange. Like he hasn't yeah. had a sequel yet. Yeah, and that could be. That, I mean, Doctor Strange was good. It's and we different. still want to know what happened to the black, like uh, sorcerer who said there's too many sorcerers out there. He kind of said like he was choking on some 
sorcerers. Too many sorcerers. Like at this point, you're just a hypocrite because you saw what the hell Thanos did and all those sorcerers. Not getting end game spoilers again. All right, let's move on before we spoil end game for everybody. What else we got? Oh, Idris Elba has replaced Will Smith as Deadshot in in the in the next Suicide Squad movie. Do you think Idris Elba is an upgrade from Will Smith in this film? Does this make the film worse, better, or you're just in the wait and see mode? I think you're gonna have to you're gonna have to just do something different because I don't think he can bring that that comedy that Will Smith brought to that character. So you have to take I it to agree. a different route. Because I don't think it just can. It just can act. I mean, he can act his ass off, but I don't. I don't. Will Smith brought a different aspect to that to that character. So it's like I would like. I wish he would have come back for a sequel to see how it would go. But you're gonna have to go darker now. My only gripe with Will Smith is he feel. It feels like he plays himself in every movie that he plays. Mm-hmm. It feels like his personality is infused with whatever character character mm-hmm. he's playing. Idris Elba, if they want to go with a more serious Deadshot, Idris Elba is perfect. But Suicide mm-hmm. Squad had a lot of comedic moments to it, and it I, wasn't I haven't seen enough comedy from Idris Elba to know if he can pull it, it off. Like I watched him host SNL, and he was terrible in it. That's I thought. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he's working on a Netflix show that uh, it's a it's a comedy. So if you want to get a taste of his comedic acting chops. That would be the place to go to. He's using his British accent, though. I don't, know if, that, I don't know if that matters. He needs to just work on Luther and and bring that back. I like that's well, you know, Luther only comes out what once every six years or something. It's a damn show. That's a damn great show. <laughs> to be honest with you, uh, I don't know if Suicide Squad is gonna be good or not with Idris. <laughs> First one sucked really bad. Yes, it did. But uh, James Gunn is writing Suicide Squad too, so it could be better. But yeah, I mean, hell, he took people that normally aren't funny and made them funny. So with that, well, not really, because Chris Pratt is kind of uncomedic. So, but with Batista, so yeah, he could James Gunn could probably pull it off. Are there any iconic actors or characters that come to mind that uh, that have been replaced by other actors? Uh, let me see. Let me see. I know the first thing that comes to mind is Aunt Vivian from Will Smith. Of course, like, and that that wasn't good. It's just, it just one episode, like Aunt Vivian is all of a sudden light-skinned. Mm-hmm. Like, what happened with that? Yes, that wasn't too good. Yeah, only way, only I'm naming one show um, with Damon Wayne's head, and they replaced the daughter. And it was weird because the daughter was dark-skinned, and she became light-skinned. Yeah, and they, yeah. They, they, that wasn't too bad, but they, I never gave a shit about her character anyway. So I do remember that. Mm-hmm. My wife and kids. And uh, but the show was still good, but like I said, it, she wasn't a big part of everything. So, yeah. But this is a big jump. Like this, you're replacing what made that movie was terrible. What made the movie at least decent was Smith and Margot Robbie. So now you're taking one of them out. So what's going to happen next? Yeah, Will Smith said he, that he couldn't do Suicide Squad two due to uh, scheduling conflicts. I think he just didn't want to be in Suicide Squad anymore. <laughs> I well, think, he does have bad boys coming, so. I think he saw the train wreck that is Suicide Squad in the first <laughs> one. He was like, yeah, that's not hot. That's not hot. It's not hot enough for me. I'm going I'm to move on to something else. <laughs> yeah, he moved on to a damn genie. Yeah, you said something about bad boys. Martin Lawrence looks terrible, like, <laughs> physique-wise. That dude has put on a lot of weight. Uh, I'm, I probably can't picture him doing the stuff that 
his character does in these films. But uh, I mean, can you really do it? Well, maybe it's time for the fat people just, you know, big guys take more. I of mean, the, the only fat action, semi-action star out there is what? Uh, Kevin James from Mall Cop, Paul, Paul Bart, Mall Cop. <laughs> oh, you forgetting the uh, What's the name? Uh, Simple? Uh, Melissa McCarthy, she also did yeah. some stuff with Spy. That was funny. That was actually good. The actor was kind of decent in that, too. Mm-hmm. Now that I think about it. I think you're going to like this subject. You a fan of Jordan Peele? Yeah. I am, too. He's uh he's come out with two critically acclaimed movies yeah. with Us and uh, Get Out. Mm-hmm. But uh, Jordan Peele was recently at... He was, he was at a improv convention convention what have you and uh he was pretty much talking to the improv students and basically um during his time there he was at the hollywood improv and he was talking to students about his marijuana use and why minorities (laughs) will always start in his films perfect pill said at the improv theater i don't see myself casting a white dude on the lead in my movie not that i don't like white dudes he said nodding over to his uh his moderator who's white but i've seen that movie that line i swear i can't see this is so far away he's like that line that that drew a loud applause shouts off and uh shouts of agreement it really is one of the best greatest pieces of the story it's feeling like we are in this time or renaissance has happened and proved the myths about representation in the industry so basically, since I butchered his quote, he basically said he's not casting white dudes to star in this film because we see that film pretty much every weekend. It's starring a white dude. And uh, Jordan Peele wants to change the narrative in Hollywood. And a lot of people are calling Jordan Peele a racist because of that. <laughs> Do Boy, they have fun. some merit to that? No. Why? Because how many damn movies have you seen with them on the damn cover? I mean, come on, man. Now we get one, we get two movies in there and the guy wants to start something and it's like, no, bump the brakes. This isn't fair. Do you guys say that shit when you, when you don't cast blacks in your films? No. And here's my thing. It's not like Jordan Peele doesn't cast white people because yeah. he cast white people in both the movies that he made. Yeah. They're just not going to be the star. Yeah, That's so. it. Like they're in the movie. Like, right. yeah, he's probably going to kill all the white people, but <laughs> we've seen plenty of slasher flicks it's with the first guy to go. Live. It's and the black man. And not only that, are we the first one to go, but we get it the worst. Like, I, I just see, like, we'll get our faces ripped. We, like, some of them will get their throats slashed. We'll get our, our fucking limbs chopped off, eyes we'll removed, get, everything. We'll get thrown into, what, meat grinders? <laughs> <laughs> I like when Halloween, like, the, the second Halloween, when the black lady got killed, I could have sworn he just was overstabbing the shit out of her with that damn blade. I, I was like... Okay, is this something? Is this something going on here? I don't know about. Maybe she said something. I don't know. But I just thought it was a lot of overkill with that. With that scene, had to tenderize that dark meat. That's what. There it was. you go. That's what. I don't it was. know. I mean, it's time that we make films where we're not just doing comedy. I mean, I honestly get tired of. It. I get tired of the same build, same BS all the time. It's some stupid ass comedy where we're basically just stereotyping Ste- shit, doing the stereotypical shit. Yes, I'm tired of that. Like, do something different. Yeah, back in the 90s, black people were in a lot of TV shows and movies, but it was mostly for comedy. Yeah. Like, we were dominated the comedic game, and now, like, TV has gotten to the point where we're not really into anything mainstream-wise, mm-hmm. even on the network shows. We used to be all over the network shows for comedy, but now I don't see us on much of anything. No. Like, if you can name the top black actors, like, 
you can probably do it on one hand. You can do it on one hand. Why don't you give it a shot? Idris Alba. Yep. Denzel Washington. Uh huh. Sam Jackson. Can you really say near Sam Jackson? But can you really say Will Smith? Because Will Smith. You can say Will Smith. Uh, why do you, why do you say Chad Will Smith? With, only because you haven't seen him in much in a while. That's why. Chad with. Chad with man. Yep. Michael B. Jordan. But he's just starting out to get there. So, you know. So I'd say it's about six. About six yeah. black actors. Anybody else is just, they're just there. You just know him from certain roles. Like, that's pretty much it. <laughs> you just say, I know that guy. He was in such and such show. The only thing about Samuel Jackson is he's like almost never the lead in any of his films. No, but he, he he just makes the film better. Like he does. But like no Glass. one, no one ever puts him like in the front of the film mm. unless it's Shafts. Like other than that, he's like a secondary supporting character. That's yep. that's his niche. Yeah, and he's good at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes the film better. That's for damn sure. By the way, I'm excited to see Shaft, the new Shaft movie. I am too. It looks hilarious. <laughs> More comedy, but hey, action comedy. I'll, I'll, I'll take that. I think it's a nice, nice twist to the Shaft franchise. Yeah. Like we've seen the serious Shaft before. I mean, it was good. The 2001 was good, but it's nice that they're switching it up. And Samuel Jackson is good at comedy. Definitely. Motherfucker. There's going to be plenty of <laughs> F-bombs. Oh, you know it. You seen that Bel Air trailer? I did not see that yet. Dude, you got to check it out. So basically, it's a dramatic <laughs> version of the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Why? <laughs> Dude, if you watch the trailer, you're going to see how good it is. In fact, I should probably pause it and let you watch it <laughs> so we can talk about it. All right, so you just watched the trailer for Bel-Air. It's a fan-made trailer by Morgan Cooper. It's uh, You check it on YouTube. Basically, it's a dramatic retelling of the NBC sitcom Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. What do you think of the trailer, man? It's not actually a movie or TV show, but it should be, in my opinion. What did you think of the trailer? It looked very well done. It looked very professional. It looked very good. Like, it's the dark telling of the Fresh Prince. Nice. Yeah, when you think about the intro of the song, it's a kid from West Philadelphia born and raised on a playground where he spent most of his mm-hmm. days, and he gets into a fight with these kids. And uh, there's an episode right there in itself. Mm-hmm. Like you can turn that comic, the comedic little music video, mm-hmm. and make it a dramedy, pretty mm-hmm. much. Yeah. And Will Smith on his—I don't know if you watched Will Smith Bucket List or his YouTube channel, but he basically interviewed the director who made up this fan-made trailer, and he was like, "We're going to get this done. This is going to be a thing." Yeah. And I hope it does. My yeah. question to you is, what's another sitcom that comes to mind that could just as easily? Have a dramatic format to it. Family matters. I mean, if oh, you take all the if you take all the 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 black comedies back in the day when I was a kid growing up, you just made them a little darker. It could work. Good times easily. Yeah. Well, good times are darker than itself, but yeah, yeah. Like basically, they took so, some effed up situations mm-hmm. and they looked at the good times that they had mm-hmm. in bad situations. And that's yeah. the show's title. My like, favorite show is Sanford and Son, though. So I don't. I man, say leave that alone until unless you can find somebody that can really do Red Flock, Red Fox justice. Yeah, I just say don't even touch that. But Fresh Prince, I don't know how long you can you can keep that going. If you want to do that, maybe you could do three movies, three three movies maybe. 
I don't know if you, you could do a series on it because you know that shouldn't be a movie. That should be a, a drama. Okay, a drama. Yeah, one hour drama. But the thing is, how long? I, like the Fresh Prince went on for a long time. It was funny, but I thought it went on a little too long. So my thing with dramas is, is like I I kind of get sick of them after a while because it's the same shit over and over. Like, but they had some serious moments. Will Smith got shot in one episode. Oh yeah, there was other episode That's where his when he father, showed his acting. His yeah. father left out, walked out on him. He was like, "How come you want me, man?" <laughs> Something got into my eye, like when that scene came on. Some tears may have, may or may not have came out, mm-hmm. but that was a powerful scene. Yeah, it was. So, man, yeah. What about Jamie Fox? No, as oh the fuck. Um, I'm just going to throw out names. Cosby Show, drama. Yeah. The, the, I'm gonna be honest with you. I, ne- I didn't. I love um, a different world. I never. I wasn't a big, big fan of the Cosby Show all the way. I mean, I, I was, but I wasn't. But I just, like I said, I, I, I like a different world a lot better. Yeah, I, I, a different world definitely needs to come come back. But you don't have to make it darker. You could just keep a different world the same tone as it was when it left. Like a different world was ahead of its time. Like the Cosby Show was great. It's just, I just like. Different world a lot better. Yeah. That's that's just, that was just my opinion. It made me want to go to college. Like I, that show needs to come back, definitely. And, yeah, it's a modern day version. A modern day version would look good, but I guess you could just watch Dear White People. <laughs> that that would that's, that's dark, what it would that's look dark, like that's if it was dark. Comedy right now. There you go. <laughs> that's that's your that's your dark version of it. But you just have to put it in a black school. That's it. Any uh, white sitcoms could like get the dramatic. Reboot. Um, let's see. Sabrina the Teenage Witch kind of got, got it. Kinda. Yeah, it did. You're right. And I'm not gonna lie to you. Sabrina the Teenage Witch is really, really good. The Netflix. Yes, that the- is really good. Like I, I, I was bored. shocked. Hmm? I watched two episodes and I was like, ah. I did not get bored. bored. I, I'm even excited. The second season, I watched the first two episodes. I was like, damn, this is good. I don't like the part where it's like hell, Satan, and all that, but. The well, show that's is what the show. That's really, the premise of the show, right? It is. But, Satan is like their version of God, and they have is, a church. But, but I'm just saying, like the show is, it, like you said, that's a good point. Like it was very dark, but it's really damn good. Like, what about Two and a Half Men? You could, like Alan's down on his luck. His wife throws him out. To me, son's a dumbass. To me, I think that would be good if you just made it raunchy. Like if you put. Like, like the sex HBO? scenes, yeah. If you put it on HBO, you just show the sex and all that. Yeah, that would make it work. funny and then You keep the same comedy, but just put the sex in it. You you have something there with that. Hmm. What else? Because I mean, to go dark with it. I mean, how much dark do you want to get with that? Like you, the show is just. It's just gonna be a raunchy. Yeah, like, just make it. It's gonna raunchy. have a little drama, but it's just gonna yeah. be more raunchy. More yeah, you just want more raunchy. Put beautiful women in there, and then he's frolicking with them all that. So yeah, we need one more white sitcom to turn into a drama. Um, hmm. Full House, Will and Grace, Friends. I never watched Friends. Me neither. It wasn't wasn't for me. How I Met Your Mother. That was, uh, that was kind of Big Bang Theory. No. <laughs> Actually, you could do a Big Bang Theory, but you would do it take a different route. Well, they have a uh, Little Sheldon, so that's yeah. kind of a dramedy. I never yeah. watched it, but it looks like it has. I some saw a few episodes of Little Sheldon, but it was actually pretty good. Little Sheldon is funny. Chuck Corey just keeps on winning. Mike and Molly. But they had black people on it. And they and they complain about Jordan Peele. And like all these shows that didn't have Boy Meets World. 
that yeah, that now. Girl Meets World. But is it a dramedy? Yeah. Oh, all right. There I, I honestly, I haven't seen it all, but I think I it is. I haven't seen it either. Um, you could do... Um, Home Improvement. But, Home Improvement was good, but um, what is the damn show? With, um, oh, God. His brother, Fred Savage. Um, Not Boy Meets World, but the other show you had, uh, The Wonder Years. Ah, but yeah. that was a little. One of these was was a little ahead of his time too. Like I don't I don't know what made that show so good, but it just it was just good to me. But I guess you had that in the Goldberg. The Goldbergs is kind of like that, but a little bit funnier and sillier. Would you you would you would make that a drama if you rebooted it ten years from late? No, because I, I think the Goldberg just reminds me of the one of these, just a little bit more sillier. But it's fun. I like the Goldbergs. Like I think it's funny. Like the one of these was a little more serious. Yeah, but it had its. It wasn't dark, dark, but it it was just for its time. I, I guess you can say it had like a, a lot more of a. And it's not dark, but more serious. Yeah, it was like a serious comedy. That was a boy uh, with the with the one years. I don't know if you can make it dark, but you know you could try your hand at it. Try it out. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Throw it up there, see if it sticks. Yeah. All right, I think we covered enough on that. Let's talk about James Gunn. Our favorite <laughs> pedophile tweeting. <laughs> what was guy. he thinking about? Well, he didn't do anything uh, this time. Actually, Disney has reinstated him to um, direct Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three whenever that comes out. That's a shocker. So basically, Disney just wasted everybody's time on this. Like you shouldn't have fired him in the first place because we've all probably said something stupid. Yeah, but not like that. Yeah, he did say some really dumb shit. Yeah. I don't know if he was high at the time, but bro. seems like Disney was just like, let's fire him because it's a good PR move. Let yeah. it cool down, and when everybody forgets about it, let's rehire him, and nobody will notice. And I kind of think nobody noticed. No, because most people didn't give a shit anyway. They they were just like a lot of people just felt, and I hate to say it, a lot of people probably felt the same way I felt. It was like, dang, what's going on with Guardians of the Galaxy now? <laughs> That's the one thing. <laughs> Never mind the fact that he's talking about touching children in tweets from ten years ago. My thing is this: if he if he done those things, then he needs to be locked up. Yeah. But certain things you now you know you know you just don't joke about like that's yeah. something serious. You don't. And then for, for if a child if that happens to a child like you know that's you know no nah, you, you just don't do you just don't. It's not like it's not like you're a comedian on stage telling jokes about touching kids. Like it's not a TV show where Family Guy is like touching on pedophilia. Like you're just <laughs> putting tweets up there with no type of context. Nope. And you can't really interpret humor when you read it at all. It doesn't come off that way. But James Gunn is back on board, so that's good news for Guardians of the Galaxy. The Me personally, James Gunn is one for two when it comes to galaxy movies. Two suck to me. Guardians of the Galaxy One was great. Two wasn't two wasn't all that good. It wasn't bad, bad, but it it was just okay. It just seemed like filler with the father son thing. Like I got over real quick. I didn't care. Yeah, I knew you damn you. I cared about his relationship with uh the guy with the whistle stick. You got his name, <laughs> the blue guy, <laughs> Mary Poppins. Y'all, they had a better relationship and dynamic than Quill did with his actual biological father, but. Mm. It is what it is. His father was a real asshole. Did you see that Batman versus Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle yes, trailer? I did. I did. What do you think about it? Are you excited? I actually am. I want I, I love the Ninja Turtles. As a child, I loved them. That was my favorite favorite group. 
And then Batman is my favorite uh, hero. So I looked at the trailer and like Batman's kicking the turtles' ass. I feel like expect? I feel like the turtles should be able to hold their own against Batman. Against Batman, I just want to see him whip Shredder's ass. Like Shredder should not give him any problem. You think so? I he think he shouldn't. I want to see him fight Splinter though. That would be funny. Yeah, because Splinter's a better fighter than all the turtles yeah. combined. Mm-hmm. But I feel like the turtles they have super strength. They should be able to whip. Give Batman some trouble, but apparently in the trailer that was not the case. Well, remember Shredder holds his own against them, so yeah. There's a comic book out where uh, Batman actually goes against the Turtles, and they eventually end up teaming up. You know how heroes they they meet up and then mm-hmm. they, they have like that conflict either. and then they come together. But in the comic, Batman kind of whoops their ass too, and then eventually <laughs> they team up. <laughs> and I guess because Batman is more popular than the Turtles, that just has to go into factor into why. Batman is a better fighter than the Turtles. Well, if it's on the DC brand, you can't have your hero get his ass whipped. That too. Like, you think of the Turtles, I don't even know what comic book company they're with. Archie I don't Comics, either. Maybe? But the Turtles is like the biggest selling like duo, I think, of all time. Not duo, but like as biggest, far as... Biggest like, car- comic yeah, property like, outside yeah. of DC mm-hmm. and Marvel. Mm-hmm. Like, they, 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 that's a billion dollar move, but it should have been more of I mean, you kind of have to give Batman the edge because it's Batman, but then you can kind of see it's an interesting little little team up. Like, aren't you tired of seeing Batman though in all these animated DC movies? No, because that's the only thing that's selling for them. That's good at least. Well, so, I can't say that because I did see DC is getting better with their last two films, so I can't. Say I that. mean, don't we all know DC animated movies are great, but they don't mm-hmm. promote any other character but Batman, and it's. Getting kind of old to me personally. Yeah, because I did see the, the Suicide Squad too. Um, that was good. Yeah. And I saw, um, what else did they have that came out? That's pretty good. They had like Young Justice League. That was that wasn't bad. So, but let's face it. I mean, Batman is just too interesting. You, everything kind of revolves around him right now. But Super- DC DC animation just go the same route as Marvel MCU and just take obscure characters and just make good content. You're gonna watch it if you're a fan of DC animation. Mm-hmm. So why not like build your brand up? Like it could lead to bigger movies for these obscure characters. Yep. But uh, DC's lazy. Batman's the easy sell. So. Yeah, well, I mean they're trying their best with Aquaman and and Shazam. Well, did you see Shazam? I saw Shazam. Well, that seems like a good segue. What did you think about Shazam? Shazam wasn't bad. One of the greatest thing, but it wasn't the worst. Like I, I thought they they're doing better. Can you explain the plot of Shazam for those who don't know? Well, apparently he's some little kid who's I guess the purest of heart, and some genie pulls him in, and it's almost a little weird because it's like <laughs> you, you you it's it borderlines a little weird shit because you you take a kid and you want to make him an adult, and it's just it's just a little. Like, hey, little boy, you want some magic? Yeah, that's kind of weird. But then he gets the superpowers. He has to figure out how to be a superhero. But he, he basically has the mind of a damn child. So, Yeah, what was he, 13 years old? 13, 14, I don't know. Yeah. Could have been 20 years old. Who knows what this thing? Yeah, this is an origin film, but it felt different than other origin films because it was a lot of comedy and, like, the superhero... Learned, was learning how to use his powers, but he was still doing what most kids would do yeah. once they get it. It's like having a cool new toy, and we pretty much watch this kid play with these powers for like an hour and a half. 
Yeah, not <laughs> really taking anything seriously. Just he was selfish at first, and then he turned himself around. The family's the most important thing. It seemed like he kind of got his powers in the film by default because Shazam was just one. He was running out of time. But he had to find somebody. Like all the deadly sins were coming out. He's like, "Fuck it, Billy Batson, it is." <laughs> Did you like the like the cameos at the end when he shared his powers with everybody? Yeah, that was and pretty Megan cool. Good came out of nowhere. I'm not gonna lie, I just kept looking at Megan Good. I was like, "Damn, <laughs> damn, she looks good." Even at this, I don't know how old she is. She still looks young as hell. She's probably in her mid thirties. She looks like she's in her freaking early twenties. No, she's definitely a, she was like a teenager. No, I'm saying she, she looks like it though. She looked like if she in her mid to almost early twenties. Yeah, like, she did look really young. Mm-hmm. She she did look good in Shazam. Mm-hmm. What does she think of the villain Max Strong? He's pretty. Like, seems like just a typical. Villain. Yeah, just typical. Like now, like you said, you saturated the market with superhero movies, and now you're looking for something different. Like it's the same. I guess that's why people hated Captain Marvel so much because it was nothing really different about it. The twist was okay. The twist wasn't bad. That I think that kind of saved the film. But like the, as far as action wise, it's now. But the problem is you made her too damn powerful. So how do you really make? How do you go? Where do you go from there? You just went from Shazam to Captain Marvel. I did. That's what Marvel <laughs> keeps doing to people. Well, technically, Shazam used to be Captain Marvel, but there you go. Marketing or lawyers got involved, and now the names have been changed. Let's rank it though. Where would you put uh, Shazam up with the uh, all the other DC movies? Is the best DC movie out until um, date? No, um, Aquaman was better. Wonder Woman is still top. Aquaman's probably. Aquaman is second. I'm gonna put Shazam at third. Um, and I would not rank it. I would not even rank it. Everything else is just hot garbage. <laughs> you said you liked uh, Man of Steel. Oh yeah, I forgot about Man of Steel. But Man of Steel didn't Obviously, good. Obviously, it's not that good. You forgot about it. Um. Okay, the second half of Man of Steel. Once they had to fight, once, once the aliens came, I will push. I will put that over Shazam. Because those fight scenes were just great. Yeah, I was like, damn. It's it kind of felt like the same type of thing, but with less collateral damage. Yeah. Like the same type of fight. Because yeah. Shazam is basically Superman. Basically, yeah. But his powers revolve around magic, and he has the ability to turn into a kid mid-fight, which I thought was cool when Shazam was like... But this is my thing. It's magic, but yet he didn't do any damn magic. Everything was just straight a superhero. Like, I didn't see anything strange special. Yeah, I didn't, there was no magic involved in that. Other than the fact you holler Shazam and then bam, you're a damn old man. I mean, I thought it was cool, like like in the action he would turn into Billy Batson and then like dodge and then go back to being an adult. I was like, mm-hmm. okay, they're playing with this a little bit. Mm-hmm. But other than that, the action wasn't all that good. Like the no. action didn't wow me. No. Because you've seen it before. Like with Superman, that was that was good. Like I said, how do you change it? Like what are you what are you gonna add now that's different in your fight scenes? Just do it. Just do what you did with the warehouse scene with Batman v Superman. Do that, that was a damn good fight scene. But Wonder Woman had a good fight scene too when she was like running through that village and mm-hmm. kicking everybody's ass. That, that was, was great. Really good. Aquaman didn't really have any good action. Nothing wowed me. Nothing stood out. No, yeah, you're right. But I thought all in all, the way they set it up was pretty, pretty it good. Was an inter- it was an entertaining yeah, it was story. Entertaining. Yeah. Did you notice in the Aquaman like it was? <laughs> These explosions would interrupt like two people talking and it happened like four times. 
like just an explosion out of nowhere. Watch it again. You'll notice it. You'll know what I'm talking about. <laughs> All right. From one Captain Marvel to another, let's talk about the Marvel's Captain Marvel, Carol Danvers. This movie was well-reviewed, but I did not like it. I was bored. Oh, God. It was just nothing there. Like, there was no real villain. Um, pretty much Captain Marvel. It was more like a buddy cop movie. I enjoy the relationship that Nick Fury and Carol had with each other. Once again, that's that's, that's once again, he pretty much saved he carried the, movie. the movie. He carried the movie and then when they had the plot twist, that made the movie a little bit better. Cause like, okay. It's it did, not like it hasn't been done before, but that was a good that was a pretty good little plot twist to put it, in. It did, but I felt like half the movie just wasted my time. Like <laughs> the movie didn't start until we found out that the good guys were actually the bad guys. And I was like, okay. So I thought it didn't start until really Sam came onto the picture. That's when it got a little interesting. It didn't take too long for Sam to show up, in, in my opinion. Because in the beginning, when, he's, when she's training and fighting, it's like, okay, I don't give a shit about this. They go to the planet to, to do their little scouting. Didn't give really shit about that. No. Um... Then when they landed, when she went to Earth, I said, oh, it's picking up a little bit. I still didn't give a shit. But then when Sam came in the picture and then they had their little relationship going on and all, that was pretty, that's when they picked up. And then you, when the plot twists, okay, now it's just getting better. Best action piece, hands down, is when her hands are bound together and mm-hmm. she's fighting all those Kree, mm-hmm. what was it, scrolls? Who's the, the good guys in this? The scrolls are the good guys. Yeah, okay. When she was fighting all the scrolls, that was pretty good. Also, like the technology that they use, where they can mm-hmm. like use their memories to actually like get intel out of a person. They don't actually have to torture somebody. I thought those scenes was pretty cool as well. Mm-hmm. Spoiler: mm-hmm. What do you think about Nick Fury and the way he lost his eye? Did you find it funny? Did you think it was stupid? I found it funny because I expected more, but I guess you kind of had to make it that way. Because we all expected him to lose his eye in some gruesome, Battle. badass type of injury. Yeah. Not from a freaking cat. Goddamn falafel, whatever the hell they call it, alien, scratched his eye out. But it makes you go back to Captain America and Winter Soldier when he mm-hmm. says, the last time I trusted somebody, I lost an eye. And it wasn't someone. It was, it was something. something. Yep. Which means, why did the cat scratch his damn eye anyway? I have no idea. It's like it was on his side, and then I guess he held the cat wrong. <laughs> and, like, this movie takes place in the 90s, and a lot of people ask the question, where the hell was Captain Marvel in 2012 when aliens invaded New York City? Now we know. Well, we, you won't know until you watch Endgame, but it kind of just threw off the timeline a little bit. And mm-hmm. for some random reason, the Tesseract is involved. And I don't know why, because it didn't make sense. Like... How did the Tesseract go from wherever it was with Captain America and end up with Carol Danvers and the Air Force? How did that happen? Well, the cat spit it out at the end. So how did it get from there to, yeah, that's, that's what I'm wondering. That's somebody in there. It was like, it was just shoehorned in there. It, I felt like they were just trying to say, look, this movie connects with the other movies. Mm-hmm. Here's something you're familiar with. And they kind of just shoehorned it in there. Mm-hmm. I would say without Samuel Jackson, this movie would have been 100% garbage. Yeah. Because Carol Danvers has no personality. <laughs> I felt like she was trying to be snarky and funny, but her delivery, she kind of like had the stupid smirk on her face whenever she says something smart. He was like, yeah, I'm a smart ass. And then like she'll like slightly turn her head. I've dealt with so many people like that, so I'm kind of used to it. Like that Am I one of those my... people? 
Yeah, you got yeah. you got a smart ass mouth. But I'm likable. I have a certain <laughs> charm. I don't want to toot my horn, but I'm a pretty likable smart ass. I'm Even say something about me, I'm smart ass. Yeah, that's debatable. That's debatable. <laughs> we'll just stick, that we'll just stick with what I said, and uh, we'll come damage. back. We'll revisit this conversation. That Carol Damage. Uh, there's so many movies. It's kind of hard to rank Captain Marvel at this point, but we can both easily say it's in that top ten. No, we'll say it's in that top ten. Um, would you watch? Would you if you never saw Captain Marvel again? Would you be fine with that? Yeah. Okay. I think Definitely. we're both going to say it sucks. I don't think it sucks. Sucks. I just, I just think it's. I think average. the problem is the. I think the problem is you've seen so many hero movies before, so it's like because let's face it, if they started first with this, you're like okay, because still I will put Captain Marvel movies above a lot of DC. Yeah, I would put it over a lot of D. I wouldn't put it over all of DC movies, but I mean, let's face it, Wonder Woman did it better. Wonder Woman definitely yeah. did it better, but I would put. The other Captain Marvel Shazam did better. It was more entertaining. I don't know. I, I you would say Captain me, Marvel's better than Shazam? I don't know. I, I would put it's kind of tough because Shazam was Shazam wasn't bad, but I mean, it wasn't like it was the best thing ever. Like I wasn't like we've, thrilled. Yeah, like you said, I, we've seen it before. But yeah, it nothing. It, yeah, it was nothing new about, great about Shazam. It. Well, I would, but I, I don't know. Wonder Woman was just really good. Like that, that was a really good movie. You hope it, the second one is better or at least is good. Yeah. That's what I'm praying happens. But DC is moving into a better direction. Maybe that's why they went and got James Gunn, Gunn back because they figured, oh shit, DC's starting to pick up some. Yeah. So let's do it. I think one of the biggest reasons why you're probably not so high on Captain Marvel is the final act where she really unleashes all of her powers and she's unstoppable. No one can stop yeah. her. She just flew through a bunch of planes. And that was it. And then Ronan the Destroyer was like, oh shit, let's get out of here. And that was it. Yeah. Like, I wanted to see her try to just go toe to toe with Ronan, a good battle. That yeah. didn't happen. Yeah. She did go toe to toe with the guy who was like, don't use your powers. And she's like, fuck that. Yeah. I have nothing to prove to you. And she just arm blasted her. I that thought that was like, kind of funny, though. It was funny. It was unexpected. It and was. Because that's what they were going to try to, you know. But I kind of think she did that because she knew she couldn't take him hand in hand to hand combat. Probably not. But why? I mean, but she didn't have risk to. It? Yeah, she didn't have to. She took the villain route. Basically, you had the upper hand with using your power. So why would you waste it? But it was so anticlimactic, though. <laughs> it was different. But it was like we've seen movies where the good guys like he puts his gun down because the bad guys like fight me like a band. They didn't like Expendables 3. And mm-hmm. like they go at it while the bomb's about to go off. See, I would not. I'd be like, okay, I'll just shoot you right there and just, <laughs> and just walk away from it. Would you think about it? No, I would just <laughs> shoot you right there. Why the hell would I waste blood doing it? And that's the Mayweather effect. Why would you get into a war with somebody you don't have to use your skills? To get? That's why you train your ass off so you don't have to use your skills. You do it, like if you're the other end of the barrel, you do it as a means of survival. Like, that's like, that's like Scarface. I would do it. Like, why don't you put your gun down? Fight me like a man. Chris Tucker did it in Rush Hour. Got his ass whipped. No, he actually, he actually shot him. Yeah, <laughs> Second time around. <laughs> that's it. It's like, wipe yourself off. You did. <laughs> that was funny. Mm-hmm. All right. What else are we going to review? You see Polar? Yes. I told you about Polar. Oh, yeah, you did. You gave me a recommendation. I saw it. And 
It felt like John Wick. Yeah, it has a John Wick. Vibe. It was just a little slower pace, but it had a different tone to it. It felt unique. It felt mm-hmm. original somewhat with mm-hmm. with the way they kind of told the story. Mm-hmm. It seemed a little wacky in certain places. And uh, yeah, Hudgens, what's her name? Didn't really add much to the film. She wasn't that bad in it. I can't no. think of her first name, but something Hudgens. Is it Amanda? It's not Amanda. Vanessa, Vanessa. Vanessa Hudgens. There yeah. we go. Yeah, Vanessa Hudgens, she wasn't that bad in it. I actually mm-hmm. liked it. I thought the uh, villain was interesting. He kept things entertaining. <laughs> the only thing is he just couldn't fight. Like, if he could fight, it would have been funnier. But I guess, you know. But he was so damn hateable. You just. Yeah, you waited for him to get his. Wait for him. And once he got his, it was kind of unset. Were you satisfied with the way he died at the end? The no, it was too quick. But then again, this is the Black Kaiser, so you... Yeah. The Black Kaiser. Or was it the Viper? Kaiser. The movie kicks off when they try to assassinate him. Like... <laughs> <laughs> well, that first scene I love pretty... that scene. Like, they have this thing where they have this girl. I guess she's the honeypot or whatever. She mm. kind of seduces the target. Mm. And, like, he knew it was coming. Like, mm-hmm. this girl seduced him. They start having sex. And it's like, she has an earpiece in her ear. And it was like, all right, time to finish the show. And she usually goes for the blowjob so the sniper can take him out. Mm-hmm. And as he took the shot, he lifted her up and she got shot. And I was like, damn. That was funny. And, but she's still trying to tell him where he is. Such, such kilometers. Yeah. Such, such kilometers. Meters. Northwest this. corner. Uh-huh. He's like, all right, I got to take this bitch out first. It's he like, did. damn. What a what a waste of ass right there. Yeah, she had a hard ass too. Those uh those assassins were pretty effed up too. Like they were killing yes. everybody they yes. came into contact with. And you didn't need to do that, but you did. But you I didn't. I was like, really these people to. are ruthless. Like and they just wear a mask or something. And weird looking as hell. Yeah, they were. I'm glad. I was happy when they all got theirs. Yeah. Like the girl, the like the chick that was the boyfriend to the main villain. Mm-hmm. Like she was scared at the end. And that you was did fun. not you did not feel sorry for her one bit because no. all the people she killed with no remorse. So it was kinda like, why are you scared right now? Like mm-hmm. you know how many people were scared when you killed them? Yep. And now the trick is on you. I like how you just told them, don't be scared. Don't, don't be, be scared. scared. Kinda calmed her down. Mm-hmm. Waited for that breath. <laughs> Took that shot. <laughs> Johnny Knoxville was in this movie for like five seconds. The one with Johnny Knoxville does. Yeah. I feel like that's a, that's a typical Johnny Knoxville day. Dancing around high, banging <laughs> some shit. And he's murdered immediately. Mm-hmm. But the film was pretty good. I loved it. Yeah. It wasn't bad. Do you need to see a part two? It's a Netflix original. I don't know if they make sequels to films. Maybe the first. If there was, I wouldn't I wouldn't have a problem with it. Like I, I said, either. it feels like John Wick, so it's probably going to be much of the same. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. Cause you kind of left it, you kind of left it open for that, like trying to figure out why he killed. I don't want to give his dog. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't let John Wick see that. Who would win, John Wick or uh, Black Kaiser? I don't know. John Wick. He's, he's, I always pick John he's, Wick. He's love John Wick. <laughs> John Wick wins. <laughs> oh, Black Kaiser could give him some dough. Yeah, yeah. That hotel scene was pretty brutal when he stapled the guy's nuts and shit. Damn, yeah, that was pretty brutal. Was he's nothing to play with. You know, it's kind of fucked up that 
as a company, like you're supposed to pay these people retirement benefits, and before they reach fifty, you, kill you get killed. But it makes me wonder, like the people here hiring to kill these people, what makes you think the same thing isn't going to happen? That's to what them? I'm saying. And then even she, when he asked why Johnny Knoxville, and your response is, "You got old. You got old. You really think that he's just going to keep you alive? The fuck, you think? Can you beat Father Time? Are you not going to turn fifty? Basically, that's, that's why I just never understood. Like, mm. but he had. He, he got some advice, like his secretary or assistant would have kept saying, just pay this man. It's yeah. not worth it. And you saw that. But I did like when he killed her. That was funny, too. Because you, you... But she was trying to avoid the whole thing. Though. But then she I got herself her into it. But I ain't gonna lie. That warehouse scene was amazing. With those guns and yeah. the glove. I was like... I did not expect that part. I thought it was gonna be a little something else. But I was like, damn. It was fucked up. She never saw it coming. None like, of them did. Like, we got this dude dead to rights. I don't even need to see him die. I'm just gonna walk off to the sunset. Oh, you got a bullet in your leg. You turn. But he like, told her. He he that? told her. He said, "Walk away, or else." She didn't do it. Go Would you? You got fifty guns trained on one person. You're not gonna walk away. But you, you clearly have the upper hand. Well, you thought you had the other, but you feared this guy all movie long, and all of a sudden now you figure you had him. Isn't it? Isn't it? It's a little funny that this guy covered his tracks all through the movie, and he just all of a sudden now alerts you to where he is. You didn't smell a trap. That is true. Like she, right off the bat, she was like, "Let's not underestimate this dude." Mm-hmm. And then when he gives you the chance to walk away, you, you don't take it. Him. But so. that's like having twenty in blackjack. Mm-hmm. You know, you think you're gonna have, you think you got the one in the bag, and the dealer gets twenty one. Well, no, it's like if you had twenty and this one asked you, do you want to hit? You be you wouldn't do it unless you have a split. Then you may say yeah, mm-hmm. but then you could risk not getting anywhere near the twenty or the twenty one. But you could take your chance because you might be the ace and then may not. But I don't know. It's on you. At the end of the day, she busts and now she's dead. Mm-hmm. Funny, but if it's a part two, I I watch it. I'm not gonna lie to you. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Until then, John Wick 3 is going to have to hold you over. <laughs> Comes out next month. How do you feel about that, man? It looks good. Looks like the same shit, but it looks mm-hmm. good. Just over the top. Is that kind of killer movie to you? You're just doing the same shit, but you're just making it over the fucking top. Yeah, it's pretty much like the Fast and the Furious franchise. We <laughs> know it's going to be terrible, <laughs> but plot lasts, but we're going to enjoy the action, and once we watch out, we're going to forget about it. Th- that is true. Yeah, everyone does. I think John Wick 3 is in that same category. But I, I do appreciate the action scenes. They are memorable. But the first action scene was just amazing. All of them are. All of them are great. I didn't care for the fight scene, the final fight scene at the end of John Wick. That was dumb. The first one? Yeah, the, the ending one. When he yeah, fought the guy, yeah. I didn't care about that. It slowed It slowed down towards the end. Mm-hmm. But it's it's not it's not much to that franchise, but the action. It's all yeah. it is. It's all it is. Daniel getting loud. His acting is just pushed that damn film. <laughs> all right, last film that we're going to talk about is Us. You seen it? Yes. I didn't like it. Why not? I just felt like Jordan Peele relies too heavily heavily on like getting a message across. <laughs> and if you remove the message of the film, it's just a basic ass. Slasher, slasher flick, thriller. This, or this is my thing. There's nothing there for me. I think people are just so amazed by Get Out. To now, if he makes something, and there's no way. Let's face it, Get Out is one of those films where it's like 
it's a sleeper because you didn't expect it to be that damn good. You expect it to be entertained, but that movie was like, damn. And now I think it's the M. Night Shyamalan effect. He came out with uh, Unbreakable. Everyone yeah. loved it. Everyone was like, damn, this is a great movie. But then anything else he makes is not going anywhere, anywhere near that. And I'm not, M. Night Shyamalan has made some shit. I'm not going to lie on that. <laughs> He's made some trash. He's bounced back. He has bounced back with, with Glass and Split, but he has made some trash. But I don't think Us was a bad movie. I just think a lot of people cannot get past Get Out. So some people was like, oh, the trailer was the best thing of the movie. No, that movie was not a bad movie. It's just that Get Out was that much good. Was Us better than Get Out? No. Was Us just as good as Get Out? No. Us was a probably, I will put Us, Us is like probably four or five steps below Get Out. I felt like Get Out was original through and through, and I felt like Us, it was nothing original about it at all. I mean, I like the I like the message that he was trying to get across. By the way, what did you think the message of the film was? Just out of curiosity. I, honestly, I don't really fucking know. I think maybe he was just trying to say if you don't if you don't appreciate anything, somebody else will. Uh, maybe that could have been a message. I don't know what the hell Jordan Peele was pulling. I think the message was there was a scene where the sets of people had the family, the Wilson family, in the house, and the mother, Nepito Nyanga, uh, the actress, says, "Who are you people?" And her tethered counterpart says, we are Americans. And mm. I think what Jordan Peele is trying to say is, no matter who you are, we're all the same. We're all united. We're all tethered together. Which is a this lie. great United States of America. Which is a lie, but you know. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of people who don't feel that way. But I think Jordan Peele is trying to say to white people that like, we're all the same at the end of the day. And just because we live in tunnels... Just because we don't have what you have, we're not beneath you. Just because we, because mm. at the end of the day, we all look the same beneath. That's a very beneath the way surface. Beneath the surface, we all look the same because the tether people come from the tunnels of underneath the United States. So I think his message was beneath the surface, we all look the same. But I don't care because the message itself was not enough to save it, save the movie for me. Yeah, why do you think it was that bad? I just felt like there was nothing there. Like we we seen all the tropes that he used. There was mm. nothing that really scared me in this film. The sunken place actually scared me. I was like, that's a shitty way to go. Like you're conscious and you can see what the person control your mind is seeing, but you have no control of your body. Mm. That didn't scare me that much, but it, it did. It is a kind of a fucked up type of way to go. Us is more. I thought that was a shitty thing for her to do to herself. That was kind of fucked up. <laughs> Yeah, the only thing that really made me go, damn, that's a fucked up way to live your life was when her childhood was taken away from her at mm-hmm. the end. And you don't get that plot twist until the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. And by then, it was too late. I didn't give a shit. But it just felt like... <laughs> that's a cool that's a cool plot twist, though. It felt like a bad ending, one of those bad endings in like the Twilight Zone. Not saying it was a bad ending. It's just like the bad ending for that character. That fight scene with the music was great, though. Oh, yeah. that I felt like... I got five on it was a random ass choice of song. It the had way nothing. they slowed it down and the way it she moved the to plot, it, I was it like, felt, damn, that it was sounded good. good. Yeah, it was great. And the way she moved to the beat, I was like, damn. So he had something there if he wanted to go to the fight scene route. My issue with that fight scene though is she was toying with her and she could have killed her at any moment. That's what happened when you toy with people. You get you <laughs> get she down. Came out, she came out of nowhere with her arms up like ah, and then she got stabbed. I feel like she could have dodged that. I don't know. Maybe she thought she had her in the bag, and then bam. 
And I kind of didn't understand the rules of the tether people. <laughs> you remember the scene where the little boy gets out of the car? Okay, see that? At first, I was like, this is stupid as shit. I didn't like that scene. But then when they started showing her, when they were showing like both of them back, the flashback, where the tether people acting like the people above ground, I, I was, and this is wrong, I was laughing my ass off because where they were acting like they was actually at a carnival, they're all linked. The blue boy figured it out. So whatever your counterpart does, you do. So that's kind of why he did that. But it wasn't consistent enough. Because... It wasn't consistent. And, and to me, it would, but, it, but you kind of see a little bit of the consistency in the movie. If you go back, you kind of see certain things that both are doing to make you say, oh, okay. But it, it, to me, I think he just, that should have been better because it was too, that was just dumb as shit the way he it, died. I, it, I think, it felt random as shit. I think he just had, but then again, it made sense when you show the flashback, how they were acting when they, like they were acting at a carnival and how the father kept making, looking stupid as shit. Yeah. So it's like, okay, that makes sense. But again, it wasn't know, consistent enough. No, I think that's, if it had been, but then how do you make it so consistent? Because this is the problem you make a movie. You kind of have to suspend. What is it? What is the guy always say? The director of Fashion Affairs suspend your, suspend your disbelief. Yeah, you have to do that because if you make it too damn real, you got to keep going long and on and on and on till you get something across. That kind of how Richard Nolan is. So that's that's your cop out right there. Just suspend your disbelief. No, it's not my cop out. I'm just saying. I'm just explaining to you. That's what happened. Because when I first saw it, I was like, "This was dumb as shit. Why did he walk into the damn fire?" And then I was like, "Okay, I mean, he made him really must love fire." My other thing is that where there were some inconsistencies was the white tether family immediately killed the regular white family, but the black family didn't. The only thing I can say is maybe the mother of the black family used to be a human, I guess, or a regular person. Well, she was. Remember, she said she wanted to save her. That was a problem. She wanted to, she wanted her to suffer the way she suffered because this woman, I'm face it, if I sat there and snatched you up as a child and took your life from you, you telling me you wouldn't want that person to suffer a little bit longer? Personally, I would have yeah. just killed the whole family in front of her, then killed her. That would have made more sense. That would have been more damaging to her. What was the tether people's purpose, though? What did they want? I guess to go above ground, because that was just dumb and just standing there holding hands and shit. Yeah, what was the hands across America thing? I, I didn't get the ending. I mean, mm -hmm. But they knew she was different from then, the way she moved. So she basically rallied all those people to go back and then kill themselves. If I never see us again, I would be completely fine. I'm not gonna probably. I probably won't see it again. But again, like I said, anything he makes now, if it's not on the level of Get Out, people aren't gonna like it. And us, I didn't. I thought us was like a seven, probably a six out of ten. Get Out was a ten. Six is 10. bad, buddy. Not really. Five would be average. I'll give it a five out of ten. I'll give it like a six out of ten. So you weren't that high on it either. Because I felt like when we started talking about this, you said it was good. And I think I just... No, I didn't you. say it was I good. I think I influenced I said your the life. Movie, I said the movie... I, this is my thing. Uh-huh. The movie... You say it was complete shit. It was hot. Like, the worst it said is hot garbage. I mean... I thought it was, that was a dumb movie. I didn't like it. Suicide Side was hot garbage. The Dark Knight was hot garbage. But it was entertaining, garbage. though. Was the, hot, the dark, not the dark night. Um, Batman vs Superman was hot garbage. Yeah, that wasn't entertaining. That was all. garbage. Only that fight scene with the Batman in that warehouse was great. Yeah, everything else was garbage. I would not put us on that level. In the I, hot garbage pile. I would not put in the hot garbage pile. I would put it in something okay. But again, 
a lot of what influences why you hate it is because Get Out was that damn good. No, I don't. I wouldn't factor into that. I just thought it was a basic ass <laughs> horror movie. That was it. I it's, can't even put that in the horror category because it just I wasn't well if, thriller, whatever. I don't even put it in a thriller because nothing made me jump in that movie. Like something has to make so me what jump. What category do you put it in? A comedy? That was another thing. This movie had too much comedy. Like the father. <laughs> I wanted the father to shit. die. I, at first, I was—he's he's just got on my damn nerve. He was like, so corny. Are we watching Scooby Doo? Why is he cracking all these jokes like in the middle of like and his voice was situations? And he kept whining the whole damn time. He was, was like, funny at first, but then nice. he got annoying real quick. Yes, but nobody died. No black people died. The son was weird. He was. The daughter was just. His counterpart was either weather. Yes. With that damn fire and shit. I wish he could have that damn mask on. <laughs> what did you think about the uh, tethered daughter? The one that was like running. I actually liked her. She was comical. Did she die? She did die. I thought that was kind of Oh, yeah. Her. She like. She just died with a smile on her face. Like a weird, creepy smile. I was like. That's when you kind of knew that like the tethered mother, the plot was she kind of cared about her. Like mm-hmm. when, she, when the daughter died, the tethered daughter died. She was like lingering. Mm-hmm. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? Get back in the car. She's dead. It's like, <laughs> and oh, she just kept swinging and just looking with that weird look. I actually liked the daughter. Like when the guy came up to her, get the hell off my car. She jumped down, cut his, cut his leg. <laughs> and or he noticed Jordan Peele killed another white dude, <laughs> just a random white dude. <laughs> like, damn, no fucks given. He's really turning the tables. I mean, and get out. I mean, that was kind of fucked up what happened to us and get out. So he got us. He was making up yeah, for it. Yeah. <laughs> One black person did die and get out though. The guy that got his consciousness shot himself in the head. Mm-hmm. That was pretty cool. But they were already dead. I mean, somebody takes your subconscious. Somebody takes your mind over. That's pretty fucked up way to yeah, go. It is. But thing about Get Out is can, you can't go to concerts. <laughs> it's nothing but flash photography at concerts. How does that work? True. And then how long does it take before they regain control? Like exactly. Mm. I would kill the fuck out of myself. I don't know about it. Yeah. Unless it's reversible. That's the only way. That is the only damn way. Like, let's say you're the black dude that survives this whole ordeal. What do you do from there? Like, do you try to save the other black people? But can you? How will you know? If they talk a certain way, I guess? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Because, like, it does need to be a good out, too. If he did somehow, it would There's make There's something there, though. Yeah, it's something there, but if you if you do, it's gonna be forced. Yeah, it's like, and if you do make it, like you would have to. Just... And another thing, like with us, everyone dying, all their hands across the world, shit. How long can you stand with your hand holding somebody else's hand? That shit is just up. Yeah, I didn't get the ending. Hopefully, the helicopter had some machine gun fire mm-hmm. just mowed them all down, or whatever. Yes. Where was the police at? The police never showed up. They took them out. Oh, that's remember that's everyone happened. has a counterpart. Everyone has a twin, so they took him out with a pair of scissors. They just took out the whole police force with scissors. Yeah, I know that that that's a little off. Nobody had guns in this scenario. No, it almost seemed like they could take the damn shot. Some of them. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not going to be probably as excited for Jordan Peele's next movie. I will be, but you. If us had a came first and then you put get out there, you would be excited again. So yeah, probably. We'll see. Five it, out of ten. It, it, it's got to get. 
I, I do it sick. It, but like I said, Get Out was just that damn good to us. Like, fuck it. It was. One girl told me she was scared and shit. I was like, why are you afraid? It just seems so real. I said, okay. You need to stop drinking. That's what you need to stop doing. Yeah, white people are now nervous when they see white people with, like, a teacup <laughs> and a spoon. Like, some shit you got to watch out for now. <laughs> don't, don't fuck with that. Don't fuck with that. All right. Uh, Want to do some recommendations? Um, sure. Sure. So, sounds like you're thrilled about doing recommendations. I'm going to do my recommendation first, but first we got to play my thing. Need a comic book to read? Or something to binge? Have you tried watching the Castle Fox series called Fringe? You into anime? Well, we got you with that because the shows we suggest are way better than this rap. Netflix and chill? Or Amazon Prime? The shows we watch are all certified dimes, so I'm sticking a fork inside this rap. Rep recommendations get hip today. 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 All right, it's time for some recommendations. First show that's going to get recommended is Lethal Weapon from the Fox, the Fox action drama. Why? Are you familiar with it? Yeah, but I only saw it when the other guy was in it. Uh, yeah. Um, Riggs, played by Clayne Crawford, he gets replaced by Sean William Scott. You may know him as Stifler from American <laughs> Pie. But uh, the, the movie, it's a, it's a reboot from a movie. If you're not familiar with it, Lethal Weapon was a movie franchise. They had four, four films. Starring Danny Glover, Danny Glover and Mel Mel Gibson, and no, not Donald Glover, aka Charles Gambino, Danny Glover, and uh, they rebooted it into a TV show, and I like it. Damon Wayans, Damon Wayans as uh, Roger Murtaugh is awesome. <laughs> the show is very well developed. The characters actually have character development. You actually care about Roger Murtaugh's family. They have a family dynamic on the show that's also interesting, and it doesn't feel like filler. Um, Clayne Crawford that plays Riggs for two seasons before he gets killed off, spoiler, is also good. And they have this... Oh, he did? Yeah, they, they killed him. Clayne Crawford gets written off the show because he was having some on-set Yeah, disputes. he was beefing with a lot of people. Yeah, him and Damon Wayans wasn't getting along. And, uh, How'd he get him off? Might as well spoil Okay, um, so at the end of season two, Clayne Crawford... No, I'm sorry. Riggs meets... Uh, He's, he's with this girl. He has a girlfriend. She has a kid. And they want to move back to Texas because Riggs is from Texas. But uh, before he goes to Texas, there's one last mystery they have to solve a crime involving his father. And his father is pretty much a fucking skinhead. So he takes out his father and his crew. But as a kid, Riggs' father used to beat him as a kid. Mm. And uh, Riggs' father ends up going to prison for some because he was a criminal. Mm. Years go by and... Riggs and his father kind of reconnect in a way, mm. but it wasn't a mutual some crime that brings them back together. But Riggs finds out that his father had another another kid and, mm. and he basically has a brother. So towards the end of the episode, Riggs ends up killing his father and his brother, his long lost brother, has some animosity towards him. So as Riggs is about to leave town, he goes to visit his dead wife at a mm. cemetery. And when mm -hmm. he turns around, his brother is there, and he pops one in his chest, and he and he dies. <laughs> Season three starts, and Sean William Scott comes to replace him. Kind of fucked up, but it's a great show. Mm -hmm. um, if you like action buddy cop dramas, check out Lethal Weapon. Because when I try to sit down and watch it, I, I'm not gonna lie, I didn't care for it, but 
I first watch episode them. was hooked. That was hooked first episode. <laughs> I was just shaking my head like this isn't gonna last long. But hey, I could be wrong. I made, it, made it look at it again. I was on the same boat when Lethal Weapon first came on air. I was like, this shit's gonna get canceled. <laughs> just like Rush Hour got canceled. <laughs> and and I actually the thing. like Rush Hour. I actually did like Rush Hour. I was like, damn, Rush Hour is pretty good. And they canceled. I was like, shit, what the hell? I don't Rush think anybody was, was watching it. I think everybody just assumed it was gonna suck. suck. But it was actually pretty good. Like the mysteries and shit, everything was good. If you like that, you should check out Lethal Weapon. I mean, I'll watch Lethal Weapon. Take my recommendation into consideration. Lethal Weapon, Fox, starring Damian Wayans and Chad William Scott. Thursdays, 8 p.m. What you got? Well, you already mentioned it earlier, but I'm going to go ahead with Sabrina the Teenage Witch. This is a very dark comedy. I like it. I gave it two episodes. I wasn't a fan. (laughs) We're not going to deal with this recommendation. Yeah, he likes Lethal Weapon, which nothing lethal about it. I say Sabrina's pretty good. Uh, very dark. What? Um, I, wait, I thought you were talking about the sitcom. What? <laughs> Starting Melissa Joan Hart. That's some quality television right there. <laughs> that talking cat. I am, I'm not going to lie. I'm waiting for Salem to start talking, though. Yeah. I haven't finished the second season off, but so far, season two is going to a Wait, Salem good... doesn't even talk? Nope, not yet. So he is going to talk. I'm different. hoping he does. It'd be funny if he would. What's so great about to, this show? I, don't know, I guess it's because it's just different. It's even though it's very dark and they talk about the Satan and all that shit, which I'm getting tired of. Yeah, they flat out just worship Satan. Yes, it's like Christianity but in reverse. First, yeah. So it's kind of showing the flip side of religious fanatics and nuts. Yeah. But you know, it's it's. Does it play out like a teen drama? It is like a teen drama, but they're showing like they're adding different different elements that I guess teens go through i don't know i'm not a teenager but different things that they go through and they but it's just in a different way where they're adding magic and shit to it so i, I don't think it's i think it's pretty cool are there enemies that they take anybody out is it like charmed i don't know if you've seen charm never saw a charm okay. every every episode brings a different a different well, supernatural uh, is there anything like that didn't what? see supernatural not gonna okay. lie to you. well anything supernatural where there's like demons that they got to take there's out. definitely demons coming in the club Okay. Last episode, I saw there was a demon. There were three demons coming for her, and they don't know who summoned the demon. So you got to figure out. I have to keep watching to figure out who summoned the demon. But I can lie; it's it's very, very eerie. Very. So suggestive. you say Sabrina and her family they worship the devil. Why mm-hmm. the hell should we even root for them? Are are they the good guys in this in this movie? Is it a good guy? Sabrina's bad guy a type half thing? witch. Sabrina's a half witch. So she's basically forced with the powers of darkness. Yet trying to be a normal teenage girl. Now she kind of took over. She basically sacrificed her teenage, good teenage life for the darker path just to save her friends and family. And now you're going to see how she can navigate through that. It's kind of like if someone is given the opportunity to have a lot of power, but the power is not necessarily good, how can they basically manage? And you're going to see if she can manage that, which we know she probably will because she's started a show, but then who knows? As dark as this is, you never know it's going to take an even darker light. Like, let's say you can have all the power to do what you want. Yeah. But they have to come through the devil. Would you do it? No. I wouldn't either. That's just me. But if you're forced in a situation where you have to take those powers just to save the people you care about, would you do it then? Sometimes you got to make the sacrifice for the people you love. Yeah, I would hate to be your loved one. It all, it, all depends. <laughs> it all depends on how much do you love this person. What are you willing to sacrifice? <laughs> <laughs> Hate to be your loved one, man. That's what it all boils down to. Yeah, I read the prequel comic 
towards that uh, for this series because mm-hmm. this this show is based off a comic book and like she has this father who's also mm-hmm. like he, he used to be the head of the church or whatever he was a little kid and this priest basically was grooming him to eventually take over the church mm-hmm. so the priest was like um, you're pretty good at conjuring up demons but I need you to summon the devil himself mm-hmm. or else I'm gonna beat the shit out of you <laughs> so the father summons this demon that can shapeshift so mm-hmm. the demon he summons this demon to the church and he com- appears as the devil and the devil is in the shape of a goat in the comics that's how the devil is in this series he's the shape of a goat face wise yeah, he has the face of a, of a, goat. a goat, and uh, like this little kid, pretty much summons this demon to take the soul of this priest, and he ends up taking over the church. But um, Sabrina's aunts don't like the fact that her father deceived the church, and they're going to let out this big secret. So the father traps the two aunts into some dimension, mm-hmm. and uh, no, the, the aunts trap the father in this dimension. He ends up getting out, but the only way he can get out is is he takes the soul of another person. So he ends up taking, like, possessing the body of this teenage boy that Sabrina is, like, she kind of likes. Oh, that's what they're kind of setting this up. So now they kind of see that? Okay, so now it's making a little sense now. But they had it in the show, the father died in a car in a plane crash, I think. Yeah. And and, in this particular scene, like, the father, he's in this boy teenage body and he goes to the teenage body's home mm-hmm. and he's like telling the story of what I just told you mm-hmm. to the mother mm-hmm. and they kind of like pan out in the next comic strip and he's like eating the body of the teenage boy's father while the mother is tied up to the chair just watching it's like damn <laughs> this is really fucked up yeah they should when I found out that the show was coming out I was excited and then I watched it and I was like yeah this wait so what did, what did you how the hell alright because when I saw Lethal Weapon I was not impressed I was like this is shit so why did that? Why, what didn't grab you? Because the show grabbed me from the beginning. It was just too slow. The first two episodes were just really slow. Is there a certain episode where it picks up, or you were hooked from the very beginning? Like from the beginning. And I'm not gonna lie. I hate to say this, like when she's at the regular normal high school, that can get kind of boring because it feels like fucking Riverdale. But then when she jumps into the dark side, it gets a little interesting. It picks up. Maybe I just didn't wait long enough until like the action. Popped off. I say you could just keep, just check it out. Just keep watching. Yeah, Man, look at Jessica Jones. Season two is slow. Yeah. Well, season two was just shit. Shit. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. It's, it's it was there. the worst of, out of all the Netflix Marvel shows. <laughs> no. Nah. Uh, Iron Fist. That was the worst. Was it? Did we? I know we were. I never finished. Iron I know Fist. we ranked them. I never finished Iron Fist. That's how bad it was. I'm still. I just got to the part where he bust out of he bust out of some wall or some shit. But then Iron Fist, and that's when I stopped watching it. You know what? I think I'm gonna put season one of Iron Fist in front of season two of Jessica Jones. Jessica Jones season two was really bad. But I might, I might go back to Sabrina. I might check it out. Just go back and check it out, man. You might like it. You go back and check out Lethal Weapon. You might like. It. You like Damon <laughs> Wayans, don't you? Yeah, he's he funny. He doesn't like a Wayne bro. That's true. They're like the first family of comedy. Me. Yeah. All right. We covered a lot. We talked about a lot of movies. We talked about a lot of TV shows. We talked about Idris Elba replacing Will Smith as Deadshot. We talked about James Gunn coming back into the Guardians of the Galaxy fold and Disney wasting everybody's time. <laughs> we covered a lot. Um, that's pretty much all I got. You can follow the show on many platforms at Almost First Pod on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. You can hit me up 
on Twitter at uh, C Kibbles. Hit me up on Instagram at C Kibbles. Follow me on Facebook, um, Chaz Kibbler. Um, Gervais, where can they reach you at? If they want to reach you at all. Do you uh, want people to reach you? Not really, but don't talk to me. Just don't talk to me. I ain't going to say all that, but I'll be setting up things soon. And then, you know, okay. until I do, just, you know, just go through trash. Just go through me. Have your people call my people, and I will tell your people to go fuck themselves. <laughs> there you go. And it'll all work out. Uh, also, um, email the show at almostfirstpod at gmail.com. We want to talk to you, engage, get some questions. Maybe I'll start doing a Facebook Live, get people to actually communicate with the show. That would be great. Mm-hmm. This is the 24th episode. I would love to have some listeners give me some feedback. So if you can, that'd be great. Much appreciated. As always, you've been listening to Almost First Pod. Um, tell your friends about it and be the first to listen to Almost First. Peace out. The actual gambling part of the movie was probably the boringest part for me. <laughs> I know you like gambling, so Casino Royale was probably your favorite because you're a gambling addict. No, I wouldn't call myself. You're a recovering addict. gambling addict. Like this man is deeply in debt. You guys don't know this, but his bookie showed up before we started recording, and both his fingers are broken. But he's powering through it because he said he was going to come do the podcast with me, and I appreciate that. Thank sir. you, thank you. I, 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 that. I try, I try. We got to get your bookie on the podcast. He seems like a great guy when he's not. Brought to you by CDK Productions.